Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Hey, you are listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendricks, and your hostess. This is show number 58. Just a reminder, you can find all my shows and notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or at callthatgirl.podbean.com. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I'm now doing audio and video recordings for all my shows moving forward. And you can see my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash callthatgirl. And before we get going with our guests this week, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, AppRiver. Which, by the way, I just found out they have sales support on weekends now, which is awesome. (laughs) I had a little migration on Friday where um, the client forgot about a couple employees. I put in the request thinking I'd wait till Monday. Saturday, we had it all done and set up and uh, it was a great deal. And they said, go ahead and start shooting a request because they're there. So that's one other thing I love about them is their availability, and they are based out of Florida. They are open 24-7, and our guest this week has uh, used App River in the past, so uh, that will be Brian Mayo here I'll have up in a second, and um, let's say I just lost my notes here. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, anyway, Brian is an avid, um, or sorry, used to use App River uh, in the, the beginning years, and now he's kind of gone on to his own, so we're going to hear his story about how he's uh, transitioned from using AppRiver to another company. I think I'll just stop there because I lost, got lost in my notes. So, Brian, welcome. Thank you. There you go. I'll do a little intro here for you. So, I met Brian. Sorry. I'm not used to the video thing 100% yet. So, I have some. Yeah, me neither yet. Mostly just audio. I know. And, you know, I love the video part because then you get to interact with the YouTube and people are really, I think, attracted to the videos more now. But um, anyway, I met Brian over at Technible many years ago. He's, uh, his username is Yield Stone Cat. I'd have to say, Brian, you're kind of probably a fan favorite over there because you like, if you ever look at a post he puts out, man, he, this guy delivers in giving back feedback and reviews and help. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it, first of all. Well, from being around a long time, I actually do not have a lot of uh, formal training when it comes to computers and IT. I'm cut my own teeth by, um, at the beginning of the forum days, over at speedguide.net. Let's see, hard OCPs in the network forums and um, ARS forums, ARS Technica. There was a couple of others way back then. And I learned a lot by reading and um, people reaching out to help me. I got into doing my, my first VPN project was from a member that I met on another tech site. And I had to do a wide area network using sonic walls and I was having problems and one guy helped me out. And it's because of that. um, I got a lot of help that that helped me learn what I do now and just kind of just pay it forward and return it. I'm, I'm towards my twilight years now. You know, I've been doing this since DOS and Windows three days and, you know, it's gift back time. <laughs> yeah, it's a you great do. community and there's a lot of, it's just great meeting a lot of people out there and helping them out. And there's a lot of people hungry out there to do it. And that's what I love doing is kind of uh, in my twilight years, slowing down and just, just pay back. I know. I keep noticing these Florida posts pop up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to where I'm going. 
you get where I'm going. Every every like other month or so, there's a hey, let's go check out a new place in Florida to go live and retire. Yeah, I'm down the West Coast. We are. The wife and I are uh, getting eager to get down there. Kind of done with New England winters. I bet. Well, that's why I'm in Vegas. But <laughs> yeah, you moved out of the. Yeah. It, it, go ahead. You're into the heat spot now. You know, that's what, 90s, 103, isn't it, over there? Didn't you just topple 100? Oh, God, no. It was 115 on Saturday. Oh, boy. Yeah, and you know what, Brian? I mean, I've t- I've joked about this on the show. I'm a big girl. It's 110 right now. Yeah. And I can handle it. But I just don't think anybody can warn you for how hot it actually is going to be. And yeah. then you get used to it. So yeah. I'm used to it now. Yeah. But it's still it's still bad. <laughs> well, there's another thing I want to talk to you about technical here. Let me get my notes. Sorry, I said when I'm not on camera, no one can see me. I'll scattered over here. Yeah, you're reading from your card. You know, we're gonna start saying you're doing the presidential debates. You're reading from your cue <laughs> My teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was looking for. That's me. Well, you know, I've been doing these shows for a long time. I just counted the other day. I've done 88 of them. And uh, wow. even though this show number is off, I did shows before this one. So it's a, a lot. But I got to put out the props to uh, Technible because um, like you, I mean, you don't sell books and you're not out there like, you know, hustling stuff. But the, the key to Technible is what I love is the more you give, the more you get back, you know, even for just uh, giving advice and being helpful. Because there's plenty of techs out there that don't sell anything. And they've right. got, eight, I mean, you've got thousands of posts and so does New York Jimbo and, and there's a lot of high rollers there that give, you know, it's a great community. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what I think is unique about it. It stands out. Um, you don't have a lot of some of the other forums that were always elitist. Like I was going into being the small business tech. You'd ask about switches and routers and stuff. And you get the big Fortune 500 enterprise, you know, Cisco, Cisco. And <laughs> like we don't have that kind of budget. Yeah, the small stuff that works and they'd look down their nose at you. If it wasn't Cisco, if you can't do CLI and Cisco with catalyst switches, you know, you're a nobody. No, there's a huge market for the small business services out there. It's really huge. And I think it's one of the faster changing ones, too, which is what's exciting about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I I, you've watched my business change through all the years. I mean, I've I've known you a long time. You've had your multiple stores in the past. I remember your post about that. And all the employees at fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was always a good time with the firings, yeah. But but anyway, it was a few years ago that uh, <clears throat> I remember I was using another, um, well, this is kind of before Office 365, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was more like when the hosted exchange was kind of like transitioning, Was that's when I started getting involved with more services. Okay. And I think you're the one that put out there, uh, this is kind of a pitch for App River, but you said, you know, talk to App River. Yep. And I was like, cause I was not liking the old provider I had. I was getting really pissed off with them. And I was like, okay, I need someone else. So it was almost like probably four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. And that sounds right. Or maybe even yeah. just a hair over four. Yeah. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that with, with the servicing office 365 clients, which you've done as well, Longer than me, probably, because I didn't cut over to the office till I started working with App River. I was just doing the hosted exchange. Yeah. But, but what I wanted to talk to you about mostly today, and we've got some questions here, too, is or back in your early days, were you doing your own, like, hosted yourself with the client servers, or 
Were you always using well, a provider? Well, in the old days, we our bread and butter was Microsoft Small Business Server. Mm. And, you know, that was the all-in-one server bundle for small to medium businesses up to 75 users. And it had Exchange bundled onto it. So that's what really, um, that was our our core server installs. And you'd make a lot of money doing those. Um, Not only the server itself, but it'd be five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 just consulting fees installing those. Yeah. And we tried to get a good pace of those. Um, Targeting doing one of those big installs per month, you'd get some client that's starting to outgrow their little peer-to-peer work group and you put in a small business server and you you'd flip them over from the ISP pop mail to um, a local exchange and they'd have that big enterprise feel, you know, wow, my own vanity email, you know, Lisa at callthatgirl.biz. And, and instead of having, um, you know, Joe's plumbing <laughs> at snet.net or something. So <laughs> pulled the carpet out from under our feet with, going to server essentials, but no more exchange. What yeah. are we going to do? What are we going to do with these clients now that are outgrowing small business server or they need to do more, no more local exchange server and going to a full blown exchange server with licensing is pricey. It's, it's kind of too much, too much budget for them. So Microsoft forced our hands with the um, office 365 and at the early part, we've been longtime Rackspace partners, and they had been doing hosted exchange, and there have been other companies out there doing hosted exchange. Intermedia was a big one, <clears throat> the server 2012 standard, and you integrate it with the dashboard, the essentials role dashboard with Office 365, and we started getting on board with that. And we had some clients out there that <clears throat> we didn't want to necessarily do the full support for with Outlook and and with Exchange Server, the hosted Exchange for um, Office 365 there. So we learned about AppRiver. And that was actually one particular client I had. They were high demand when it came to the desktop support, and they were long distance. And I had been doing just their core server support roles, and I knew I needed more. So that's where I I had had experience with AppRiver in the past, um, their email filtering, SecureTide, um, their Cypher post um, email encryption, so they were early on with um, Office 365 resellers, and I used them for this particular client that needed the um, weekly desktop support for Outlook, and they were very good at that. Um, they're great people, and their support for doing the migrations, um, just their sales support, um, doing custom jobs for you. They're just fantastic people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was always very happy with them. Um, but my colleague from the early on days had always been a very um, strong advocate of becoming a direct reseller when it comes to products. You know, no matter what the product yeah. is, get in there early, be a direct reseller, and start building your volume. And with that volume and history, as that grows, your percentage grows and grows. And Microsoft had their initial reseller program for Office 365. And as longtime Microsoft partners, um, our initial response to that after seeing the marginal um, commissions was, geez, guys, this is kind of not much here. Your little commission checks, you know, roughly 6%. And a lot of partners voiced that disappointment there. You know, you want us to be out there reselling this and you're only giving us the 6%. Um, 
it was a big disappointment. And then Microsoft contacted some of the big partners in the area, and we went up to Hartford, Connecticut, and they introduced their new CSP program, which is very, very good. It's through specific, um, through Microsoft licensing reseller, um, whole, not resellers, I'm sorry, the, um, the wholesale desks like Ingram Micro. Mm-hmm. And you register with that program and you get direct support through them. And depending on your volume there, you can get over 20% margin. Wow. So that's pretty good. I think that caps at 28% and we're at around 20% with our, with our volume with them. So that's pretty good. You purchase the licensing at true wholesale rates and you turn around and resell it to your clients and you can price that, how that fits into your MSP model. Um, with us, we're reselling it at just the street price, the MSRP, and that's that's the, making us about 20%. A lot of other places do various gym membership packages with their clients, and mm-hmm. you can mark it up however you want. And they are. And there's a lot of different ways to sell it now, there which are. is cool. And uh, I think that there's a lot of room for basically every kind of technician to make money on it somehow, whether it be labor or reseller or MSP services. Um, I'm still staying away from MSP. (laughs) I decided that it's not for me. I'm not going to do it, but I did find ways to still um, with that river, I earn commission. Yeah. And that's helpful. And then I also have a high labor fee because I'm expensive. That's what, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's where the big money is. That's Um, where the money is, the labor. (laughs) Well, it is absolutely the consulting, um, whatever your rates are there, um, doing the migrations. You know, we were at first um, experimenting with our migration fees. You know, should we do? And you and I had exchanged a few emails about that a couple of years ago. It's like, how do you figure that out? There's so many variables with that. Um, With a lot of our clients, they were established clients, so we we had our fingers on the pulse of the the health of their computers and their network already. But I imagine with you, I think you advertise more out to, um, you know, bring a new potential client. So you're going into a lot of those networks, not knowing the conditions of them. Brutal. Horrible shape, malware infestations. I'm kind of like the firefighter, Brian. It's like, like, here's an example. Lady calls in on Friday and, and she was like, I tried to import in, a 12 gig PST into IMAP <laughs> it totally corrupted her whole life. Right. And I said, well, you own your business. And she's like, yeah. And I said, honestly, I don't even want to fix that. Let's yeah. just put you on exchange and let's just, cause I could, I knew I could, uh, she'd said she had two computers, one with a good PST cause she went from pop to IMAP. And I was like, uh-huh. Oh, well we could put 12 gigs on the exchange server. Well, she didn't want to do it. And I was like, well, then you're going to look at two or three hours of me fixing that IMAP. So that's already 400 some bucks. Mm-hmm. So I offered her the 350 exchange migration price. And she actually said, well, let me call you back. She called me back and she goes, oh, my husband said do it right away. <laughs> because he already has exchange and he understands it. So, yeah, to me, it's like I don't want to be doing that anymore. Yeah, I'm sick of fixing those firefighting jobs when I'm like, I'd rather spend the time to put them on something good because that's my ethics in me. Exchange is awesome. It can handle it. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, it's exactly. A yeah. See, a lot of people, they, they deal with the drawbacks of clinging to that free email. They don't want to pay yeah. for Office 365. 
and yet they'll spend hours and hours and hours frustrated with headaches using legacy email technology <laughs> and tools, and then they pay us to try to fix it. And it's like, come on, you just you could have bought 20, 20 Office 365 licenses by the time we're done fixing your old pop junk on your... I know. Yeah. I think that's the struggle that, that when I, I laugh, the struggle is real because the techs out there doing break fix get the people that don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want to pay at all. And I'm like, well, I just don't deal with that because I already have a high enough price that I'm like, it's this or you're not going to get it done. You know, that's yeah, just- they look at your son in the parking lot and they keep on driving by when they see the hourly rates there. And that's actually a good way to shed those. And Exactly. Well, you know, back to pricing. The one thing I th- I've been trying to do now, Brian, is that a lot of people um, are starting to call that have 30, 50 mailboxes, which is, you know, outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. I'd like to do under 20 manual and get it done. What I, I'm calling it the VIP. So it makes it sound really elite, VIP level, which means it's all-inclusive, fine-tuning, hand-holding, you're 100% happy. But a yes. lot of these 50 mailbox people, they, you know what they are? There are other techs calling me saying, I need an expert just to do one migration. Mm-hmm. Coach me, I'll do the desktop level. Well, I can't charge 250 for that. I just don't feel it's right. So I've been playing with more like, how does a tech call me and me and Rob, my tech who can do it, how do we not charge an arm and a leg, but get the job done at a fair rate that's fair to the tech and maybe they can upsell it or whatever. So things are changing over here a little. How are you working with, once you get to clients of that size, are most of the ones that you're doing migrating from exchange servers or are you still taking people and peel, you know, you're graduating them from a pop three setup? Yeah, they're all exchange. They're on uh, the, the exchange server in the closet. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but uh, time consuming parts for that are going to be what's existing, the existing setups that they've been using on their exchange servers when it comes to the public folders, when it comes to distribution groups, um, when it comes to forwarding rules that they have set up there. Those are the ones that I'm finding get to be pretty time consuming where you want to watch out, you know. a lot of people are saying, well, just flat rate it per mailbox. No. Well, as you get larger and larger, you actually end up spending a lot more time recreating that existing exchange server setup when it comes to distribution groups. And if they've had 50 external contacts added in there, mm-hmm. that's very time consuming to recreate up in the Office 365 cloud. You know, I did that one migration that was near 100 users, and they had a lot of external contacts with various hospitals. It was a hospice agency. So I had these just special distribution groups set up for, you know, external nurses at this hospital and staff at that hospital and doctors groups at another hospital. And I had the special TLS connectors so they could do the secure email back and forth between their exchange server and the special hospitals. So as you get into the larger setups, those are the ones that are really going to start um, taking up your time. I mean, yeah, mailboxes is pretty easy, but once you look at their public folders and the public contacts and recreating those, you know, those you can migrate. Yeah. Just shove them up as a PST and manipulate the uh, sharing permissions and whatnot. But all the custom things are going to be a bit different and rebuilding those by hand. Well, my, my 250 per mailbox that I sell right now is usually an easy sell for the clients that are under 20. 
because I do everything and I just call it all inclusive and I deal with it all. Luckily, I haven't been screwed yet with like what you just said, the public stuff, because honestly, Brian, I don't even do public calendar or contacts anymore because I don't work on iPhones. Yeah. So I tell people, go get a new mailbox and let's start from scratch. And mm-hmm. then let's go put on like spanning.com or something so you can have a backup in case you get some employee that goes rogue and deletes all the data, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. want that backup now of the Office 365 in the cloud just in case. Have you used that product yet? No, what we're starting to push out is um, Datto just released um, Backupify a while ago. Sure. You've probably seen me talk about Datto Backup, and there okay. are there are big um, money-making backup mm-hmm. service, like our Tier 1. Yeah. Um, so they have their Backupify there, and, and we've been doing the retention rules that, that um, the E3 packages have had. Okay. So lot, most of our clients are on the E3. Yeah, none of mine are. <laughs> All mine are on Exchange Basic. <laughs> Exchange oh, okay. only. Well, some some get the full package, but not all. Yeah, the business premium are probably thirty percent of them, and the other near seventy-five or sixty-something to seventy-five percent are on the E3s. Nice. Well, I think you know um, that a lot of these technicians out there, they're getting asked by their companies to do like let's just say you know a small company says to their IT guy, we want to do Office three sixty-five, and for them to learn it all for one job is silly. Mm-hmm. But Rob and I are, like I was saying earlier, trying to figure out some pricing models and coaching things to help the techs get through it. And it is really confusing because you know what I've done in the past uh, two weeks alone? I've had to rewrite my processes and the surveys and the game plan and an employee like rollout thing. Mm-hmm. So the employees know what to expect. I had one client that was like, Lisa, I mean, they're very on top of shit. You can tell Brian. Like they're on top of everything. They're asking me for more information actually helped me, I think. Cause now I have a documented the whole thing. They haven't offered to pay me for that, but I'm not going to charge. Them. I just did it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, child, Bill. Yeah. But I can use it again. So that's important. And I'm finding that I'm changing a little bit more with, with the system. And I'm sure you guys found that out earlier too. You know, you got to change a little bit for each client. And it, I think it makes you a better Provider and service. Yeah. They all use their existing infrastructure differently. Every client's different. And that's one of the things I love about this job. You go to, you know, this client and they use their network and their their line of business apps and their email one way. Then you go to another client and they use it another way. So with every migration we're doing, you always have to adapt it for that client and you learn something Mm -hmm. new about it and you can take that on to the next one. So it's you know, between that and Office 365 evolving itself, you know, learn the new dashboard. Ugh. <laughs> you know. Well, I know. I love that new dashboard. It's like their fifth this year. <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's, I'm not warm and fuzzy with it yet. I'm always bring me to the legacy one. I'm clicking for that right away. I'm just take, take me to the old control panel. <laughs> I'm just exchange 5.5 to be honest with you, but. Oh, God. Well, you know what's funny is that there. I've, in this past week, I've seen Microsoft Planner get a uh, plug-in that I'm interested in. And then there's this new called Booking a Scheduler mm-hmm. appointment thing I want to try. And then, um, have you heard of the new product for SharePoint? It's probably not new, but it's new to me, the Harmon.ie. I haven't played with it yet. Just um, seeing the Harmon it always makes me think of the audio stereo system. I know. They, they they branded themselves wrong. But you know what? I will tell you, Brian, that I downloaded it and tested it, and I love it. 
Really? Yeah. And, and they have reseller and affiliate plans. So I'm just right now I got so much going on with my life that I don't have time to dive into that, but I will in a month or so. Mm. And I have installed, um, I think I showed on a couple shows ago how it works. Um, it plugs into your Outlook and it gives you a list on the side of your SharePoint documents and your OneDrive. So you can play with them back and forth. So instead of going down to your taskbar or your libraries, yeah. But that doesn't even work, that SharePoint. Remember, we bitched about that on Technable. That that don't work. The mappings don't work. The OneDrive don't work. Yeah, I no wish they could do the mapping still, and that one's not working. I, I have a couple of clients starting to use it now. With the um, You get the plug-in on the Windows libraries over on the left side, so it's in your Windows yeah. Explorer. They're starting to use that with the SharePoint now, and we're actually have yeah. been a little bit at the office. Um, OneDrive's been pretty settled down for the past year. I'm pretty happy with that. Some people, when they when they do the upgrade to Windows 10, their computer will blow up a little bit because they have to flush it all out and get to the unified yeah. one, the new unified client. Um, but yeah, OneDrive's been starting to catch on finally. With you, not yet, or still no. Still big no. I just actually the I get snuck into some jobs by accident. Like someone will call me for an outlook and then at the very end, they're like, Hey, can you take a look at my dr- one drive? I go, while you're uh, here, yeah, you're while you're in here, let's go clean up the shit. I'm like, you know what? I go, let's schedule it for another appointment. That's going to be 139 bucks. Oh, that's okay then. Yeah. It's usually an old client or they have two clients installed on there and you have to oh, yeah. wipe the plate clean. I love it. They got personal and for business. It's a big mess. And uh, I just kind of, you know what, I have niched down to where I'm okay with saying no to something I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And the sure point, you know what I think what sucks the most, Brian, is that when clients call me and they're like in a small town, like in Montana, and there's no Office 365 consultants there, they're like, we want everything. Like, well, okay, you ready to talk for an hour? Because you're not going to get it, all of it. And if you want, we're going to have an eight-hour consultation then. And they don't want to put in 1200 bucks into this Office 365 that's supposed to be plug and play. Right? Yeah. It's There's not. a lot to, lot to cover, too. There's just yeah. an incredible amount, especially when you get up to the, um, the enterprise bundles there and everything that it can do. And coming to selling the price for that is, um, is another thing that – have you started doing the like the mobile device manager yet? Well, like I had the first call. <laughs> the first, can you wipe something real quick? Yeah. And I had to go look it up for the guy because he's just starting to build his sales team. And you know what we did, yeah. Brian, is that he hired me initially to create a shared mailbox. So, well, he didn't know what he needed, but he wanted it for his Android and his sales team to share the contacts. And I said, you have to have a mailbox, right? At the very end, he starts getting into little detail work. Like, so what happens if we fire somebody? Yeah. Like, let's go look. So we did see in there, you could wipe the device, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, all exchange would be gone. He liked that. And then uh, the, the spanning.com, the backup. I think that's going to be a real big seller for or whatever you also said you do. You got to back that up now. Yeah. It's scary if you have employees sharing data because I already had an I saw destruct data, like down to the flush it. Flushed, down, gone. Yeah. That ruined their business. So I said, yeah, you got to protect yourself. 
So adding on all the other services, have you started using that sales pitch for like trying to sell the E3 plan? A lot of people see the $20 per month per user and they're going, oh my gosh, that's so much money. No, because my clients are too small. When you break it down to the different things that that can be bundled with that, I mean, you look at the Microsoft Office install. That in itself, installing up to five devices, that's pretty simple for most salespeople to do. The fact that you don't necessarily have to have another email filtering service on top of that, which can be, you know, 75 cents, $1.50, even some places are two bucks per user per mailbox. Yeah. You know, to go with a third-party spam filtering service. Um, the other part there was the mobile device manager, because we have quite a few healthcare clients and some insurance agencies now. And that yeah. can have, they'll have um, confidential information, you know, of course, healthcare agencies, all so the email there or insurance are going to have the, you know, the act, um, yeah. act sales, Salesforce stuff on there with potential client information. So we can wipe those phones and that's often a two to three to four or even up to $5, depending on what other uh, mobile wow. device managers you've been using. Um, you start, so you start adding up those things and pretty soon that $20 is fairly well covered right there. I don't know. You know, Brian, the thing is, is that the people that call me, like we were saying earlier, is they call me to fight the fire of Outlook. And then sometimes moving to exchange is the best answer versus fixing that iCloud junk and all the other stuff I do. Oh, yeah. But for if I get calls like with nothing, um, I hate to say this, a lot of them I've already bought into the wrong products. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with that, right? Yeah. They yeah. bought the five for 99. They're all set. It's not me to be the ethics police for Microsoft to say, well, now I got to strip you of all that. Go get refunds. Go reinstall all your shit. I mean, that's why I don't have time for that. So I'm like, they can buy what they want as long as I don't I don't feel good about telling them what to buy unless, you know, it's fresh. So you're coming in after the fact to kind of finish getting them onboarded with Office 365. Whereas we're with our established clients already, we're yeah. kind of steering them into the process there. Yeah, so I can understand your side of things yeah. coming after the fact. And they just want to get it to work after they fumbled with it. And, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of break fix techs are. Because yeah. even if you have a store, you got people that come in and they're like, I have Office 365. What version? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my God, there's 17 of them now. So it's like, I'm, you know, when people, they call me, a lot of times they're looking for aftercare help. Mm-hmm. Well, we just got Office 365. We got a big mess. We had iCloud. We had Google Calendar. We've got Androids with Companion Link and, you know, whoop de doo da I mean, there's no, like... Hold on, I got to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so now, Brian, you're going to laugh, but I decided to have a higher consulting rate, which is called enterprise level now. Okay. If you are going to have me reconfigure all this stuff, I can't be 139 anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm really good at it. That's my expertise. So I'm actually calling that enterprise or master level, which I'm going to be really expensive because I remote into two or three computers. I'm talking to people through phone setups and I'm bringing stuff down from my cloud and I'm, I'm really multitasking a lot. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I have to say from the skills I've learned from doing this, it's pretty impressive to me sometimes what I can get done in an hour and a half. Yeah. And these yep. people have had six texts on it. They've called Microsoft and I'm like, just cause I know it. So yeah, that's one thing I'm, I'm moving up is the different things I do, the data recovery also um, a lot of the Google app stuff that are more towards outlook and 
I just have a nice list of things that when people call them, I say, well, you need to go look at that list now. Cause that's the higher level. That's like the God level. <laughs> and people think they can get an expert. Well, I'm sometimes troubleshooting plain outlook stuff for 139. That's nothing mm. to me. That's like cookies and cream stuff. It's so easy, you know, but like you were saying earlier, when you guys started doing, uh, what was it when you started doing the, the stuff you had some clients that were special <laughs> that you had to, you know, you wanted to find another company to work with. That's what I get. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't deal with the little, oh, the, they were good for, um, they're really good people and they got the business is a good cause. It was a foundation, but you know, they had a couple of uh, users which have since left, but they really pushed you. I mean, you get those phone calls and emails and you'd be like, really? You, you wanted to just find that. Let me Google that for you link and reply back to them. <laughs> but, but yeah. they wanted, the, they wanted the, um, you know, the red carpet rolled out for the, uh, the the desktop support right there. And that's why I chose App River for them, this the particular one. I just didn't want, didn't yeah. want the, the need. All my clients get that uh, first level. I can try to help them. If not, if, uh, well, if they don't have a prepaid ticket with me. Mm-hmm. That's why I say you should call App River first because they're free. You know, that's what that's for. But they will tell you if they can't support it. And I get a lot of kickback calls. Then I tell people, well, it's going to be 139 for the hour or you buy a prepaid ticket. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've seen me talk about those on TechNimble before. And let me tell you that that is the cash. Yeah. yeah. It, keeps, it keeps me happy. Yeah. But and you guys have like with your services plans, like all you can eat stuff or do you have uh, outside billable? We do on-site billable for a good portion of our clients. So we have some clients on the all-you-can-eat plan, and we have a lot of clients on the hybrid plan, which is unlimited remote, but um, a slightly reduced rate on-site. Yeah. So that works out well. And it's actually with Office 365, it's cut down our, it's become more profitable for us for our um, supported clients to all you can eat ones um, gives us less maintenance we have to do on the email server itself yeah you know, at, early on we were missing those big fat consulting fees for um, the servers doing the migrations and installing the new servers um, but the, with those servers comes maintenance you know mm-hmm. occasional um, defrags of the exchange database and you'd have to do those late at night or really early in the morning because you have to do it outside of production hours of the office and sometimes there are nail biters when the info store had problems or some antivirus upgrade blew up, upgrade blew up to the info store. Um, it's kind of nice not having to deal with supporting Exchange Server anymore. <laughs> That's the only advantage of Office 365 is that kind of thing is gone. Yeah, it kind of does run itself. I can't even tell you the last time I remember the server being down, like any of their servers. They had a real brief outage that affected our area. Um, it was mostly just delays. I want to say it was two weeks ago. Yeah. It was like the middle of the afternoon, and there was two hour, two and a half hours left in the day, and it was done by dinner time. And it, it was just delays, but um, yeah. compared to supporting a local server, sometimes, you know, we had a good uptime support rate with Exchange servers, but... You, um, you did have quite a bit more work with local servers, so it's nice. Um, yeah, well, it's changing how business is being done, you know. I mean, 
I, I could tell you that I've seen the posts on Technable start changing, and I, and I and I see you struggle, Brian. You put in so much more to explain things than I do. <laughs> My God, forever is- optimist. You know, there's so much anti Microsoft um, crowd there, and I'm like, why? That's that's what we make our living off of for crying out loud. It's, it well, I us- think <laughs> the first thing techs need to learn is how the products are sold and what they are. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of them misunderstand a lot of it. So I couldn't imagine being them confused trying to help their clients, but then, you know, I took me a while to figure it out too. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of them didn't have necessarily, you know, active directory and Microsoft exchange experience in the past. So they had a harder time learning what office 365 is about or, um, yeah, learning what you could do with it. I think a lot of them saw it as an expensive replacement for residential grade pop email. Well, it's not that they they don't see what Exchange Server really is when it comes to um, functionality like distribution groups and public yeah. folders and external contacts and having a universal interface for all devices. Have it on your PC. Have it on your Mac. Have it on your iPhone. Have it on your Android. Have it on your iPad. Blah, 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 blah. You know, wherever you bring up Outlook, it looks the same. Your contacts are all there. All your information is right. It's just so easy and it works. Yes. Uh, There is a a residential one now called Outlook.com, which I tell my clients is the free exchange server. It's mm -hmm. shittier, but it does the job. I mean, it does. There's a lot of limitations. Trust me, my Outlook.com clients will push me to the limit. I'm like, you're not on a freaking exchange server. You're on (laughs) a really crappy free one. So that's what you get. And I say, that's it. You just basically get email syncing, context calendar, and maybe a few other little bells and whistles, but nothing else. And uh, that's it. Yep. That's it. I I noticed that, that a lot of the texts just, you could see who never worked with exchange server before. Yeah. You know, well, there's Google Apps or, well, no, there's no comparison. This is, you know, you want to talk about comparing something, pull up a chair and let's talk about Lotus Notes. But you have to work for, you know, a company like Pfizer or something for that. (laughs) No, we're not. No. The old Domino server, I think, was the old Lotus Notes, wasn't it? Exactly. My first, uh, my first... I, I tell this story sometimes on the show. My first uh, experience was a VAX AS400. Um, mm-hmm. I worked in a computer lab, and that's where I did all my email. was like IN percent quote, and I had to type it out in, in lines. And then we moved into uh, some software programs, and then the school started with Lotus Notes, and I was like a Lotus Notes trainer. Yeah, I got to know it, like, so I trained the the teachers, Yep. And that's what I did in college. And then they were like, we're going to Outlook Express. I know. It just cracks me up. And then I did. I trained Outlook Express. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We use Lotus Notes at Honeywell for a ticketing system, of all things. Can you believe that? Yeah, that was a pretty complicated system. I remember yeah. a lot of um, more security oriented um, enterprise companies in the past, you know, those in jet aircraft manufacturing for the military, or like I mentioned before, Pfizer, it was companies Mm -hmm. like that where I saw doing the Lotus notes and get in, you'd have that big dashboard on the left, click on your iPod. I loved it. 
that's where I loved Lotus Notes. It had some powerful stuff underneath. We did a lot oh, of cool things. Yeah, but we had an exchange server. I, I was an exchange admin for a while, but on the top level, I never tried to you know toot my own horn that I wasn't uh, I wasn't like a, a, a deep administrator. I was more like front of house, you know, help desk mm-hmm. stuff. But I learned a lot back then. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brian, I wanted to ask you one more thing about that. It was right here in the notes too, and I just moved it down, of course. Uh, uh, well, maybe it was back to the technical thing with those texts. Um, shit, I forgot. Well, whatever. So, uh, so I think you know we actually had a list of questions. But obviously, me and Brian don't need. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up my laptop here and bring it back up. We obviously up. don't need the list of questions. We could talk for hours about this. No. Oh, that's how I love it, though, Brian. All my shows—you never know where it's gonna go. I love it. Well, okay, we were kind of at the the tips for the text, which was just naturally going there. So one thing I did, Brian, which um, I should bring up now, is I finally finished my Outlook training videos. Okay. That I've been wanting to do for two years, and I had people sign up for webinars, and they then didn't want to do it. So I was like, I'm going to go for the videos. After two years, I finally knuckled down and became a video ninja, and I got nine of them out, and I created them with technicians in mind. But yeah. good enough for an end user to watch and get confused. But okay. I'm not intentionally to confuse them. Trust me. I just know it's going to be too much. Yeah. But well, I really watch in one sit down session. It's what's that? The watch in one sit down session. There's quite a few topics to, to go over with them. Skim no. the surface at first and go in and in. You know. I made it in nine videos, and yeah. here's. The reason why I made nine is because I wanted to make them as full as I could for technicians, but also for the end users that wanted to watch them all. So my clients are going to get sold these every day. There's basics, advanced, super advanced exchange and email management tips for 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I made all these videos. And like I said, I think my clients will get probably toward to the three, but they're going to jump to exchange. See, I think that they're going to say, I already know enough. I wanted to see what exchange does. Okay. Get my theory on that? Because mm-hmm. you can watch whatever one you want. <laughs> I put them on my website in pieces. So I'm like, I don't care which ones you watch, but you're going to learn because each one gives a spot at the end where you can stop and practice. Like, now go practice what you learned, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to resell them to techs like you, that you can go and resell them to your clients. Because a lot of MSP guys don't offer training. True. Very true. There you go. So I'm just putting it out there as a pitch to people listening is that I want these videos. I don't want to scare people because I didn't brand them under call that girl either. They're Mm -hmm. called uh, (laughs) outlooktraining.biz. So the text will know it's me, but the clients won't know. And I don't want to uh, take away the branding from, you know, the text to not earn their own money. I don't want people calling me, you know, when, but whatever, but Anyway, so that's kind of part of the Office 365, too, is do you guys offer training outside of just Outlook? I mean, do you offer end-user training and all that? No, we don't. Um, I guess basically since we've been doing MSP for a long time with even local exchange, the clients ask us, you know, I need this, I need that. Um, We've told them what the email servers can do or listen to if they have a need, like, for example, creating distribution groups. You know, how to get more out of exchange is more than just your inbox and, yeah. your, you know, your global address book or your local contacts. It's, it's more than that. There's so much that it can do. 
I'll, sh- I'll shoot you a copy of the videos, Brian. You can go look at them. Okay. And just to what, see, what I didn't you, hit into it. What? What do you find most of the, your clients ask you about? Like mailbox sharing? How can I open other people's mailboxes? Um, is it that kind of stuff where you have a, a tiered office and, uh, for example, an accounting agency and accountants get to have some of their bookkeeper assistants. So, you know, give them access to their calendars or let them reply to some of the emails. Do you find a lot of calendar sharing items um, or something that gets requests made or what, what part of exchange functionality uh, do you see the, the needs being? I made the whole video on exchange because <laughs> mm-hmm. I made everything in there that, well, let's put it this way is um, I think a lot of people, they always have a lot of questions and a yeah. lot of it is sharing or this feature or that feature. Can it do this? Can it do that? Um, so when I created the exchange portion, like I said, I didn't get into deep, like distribution list management and public calendaring and all that, because to me, that's not the future. Mm-hmm. But if a client has like a hundred some mailboxes, I'm assuming that that's already done for them. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they figured out those, those steps by that. So this exchange video I created is more for like, let's say you sold it to a company of 20 people and said, you know, look for 500 bucks, we're going to give you all these videos and you can watch them whenever you want, you know, new people or whatever. That's kind of my goal of this. And the exchange stuff they're going to learn is the little simple things that exchange does, like what synchronizes over server settings, um, the out of office, which of course most people know about. Um, But it's like a 12 minute video. You'd be surprised. They don't. Well, autofill also synchronizes now over Exchange. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of went through everything that people asked me. And yeah. none of my clients would want to pay for, per- not none, a lot of them don't want to pay for personal training one-on-one. So I was like, right. well, then go buy your team the video. Uh-huh. And you can pay 50 bucks a person and get it for life, you know. So that's kind of my goal on this. And I haven't really seen any videos out there, but... If you don't have anybody doing the Office 365 training, okay, maybe that's next for me. That's next. Yep. I I think we need a lot of training. Our people need a lot of training on that. They don't understand what Office 365 is about or how to use it, how to get their money's worth out of it, Um, how to unleash abilities in it, how to utilize it. They pay for so much and they barely use 10% of it. I know. I've had some people that pay fifteen bucks a month, and all they have is exchange. Yeah. Why not? Why not get more money's worth out of it? Because it can do a lot for the business. Well, if I did the video, I'd probably have to add in the new Harmony product and the spanning and all the little things that I'm learning about. Because I mean, to me, that's stuff that I would want clients to have. But guys like you maybe wouldn't do it all. I don't know. I, don't I have know. to look at that harmony. I've heard you talk about that. I'm gonna as soon as I sign off, I'm gonna have to dig into yeah. that harmony. I'll tell you again. It's actually I call it harmony, but it's harmon.ie. Okay. So it's the word harmon, and yes, I I don't like that they use that name, but uh, they do have. Um, I can actually screen share it if you want to see it. I I gotta hide my email here real quick, but uh, I'll pull up some of my junk mail options here. And you guys can see it. I, that's why I like this video, Brian. I can screen share. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go put up the sidebar and I'll screen share it. We got to get you playing with Skype. Oh, no, I'm over Skype. Okay. All right, you see my thing over here? You got it. 
Okay, so over here, you can see the emails that came in through Office 365. Okay. Right. Or here's my sites. And here's my SharePoint. Okay. So it's really nice and handy right here. I've tested it. Um, you know, I've opened up a document. Oops. I've opened it, closed it. I watched it online. Sync automatically. It's right here. Yeah, that's it too. I mean, that's that simple. You can go into some config options. Oh, I don't know what that's doing. I better get out of there. Uh, there's some config options. I think it hides up here. Yeah, options. Can you see that still? Yep, I do. You can put in your server right here. Then you can go to advanced, and this is where you can do all the fun stuff. Like, uh, do you want to attach a link instead of the, the uh, a document? You can attach a link that goes through your SharePoint. Yeah, that's so cool. That's, so you don't yeah. have to leave Outlook. No, God, no. They don't want you leaving Outlook with this. So the thing is you can send a link that goes to SharePoint, and then there's an external user option too, I think. And this also works on the uh, on a phone, mobile phones. Oh, that's pretty slick. And that is what's going to do it. And I also think this does the OneDrive. <laughs> Yeah, dreaded OneDrive. Um, hold on. <laughs> there, yeah, OneDrive documents right there. Yep, nice. So, I don't know. I haven't played with it too much, but I had to I had to find something, Brian. I was losing so much money. I mean, I don't want to complain, but the point is, is when I'm marketing myself as an Office 365 expert, and people call and they're like, well, we want to get into OneDrive and SharePoint. I'm like, I can't help. Not it's settled down. It's settled down. It's, they've groomed it pretty good with a re recent release over this past winter, I feel. So trying to get into it and push it more. Well, we'll see. Until that OneDrive, and until I start hearing everybody's happy about it, I can't even take the time. <laughs> but they do have to make it so you can map a drive to it and sync it to a local server on the office. and. Oh, that's that, nice. They, they got to finish that. I mean, right now, I keep mentioning Datto, but Datto has their Datto drive, which is, you know, they, they purchased the rights for OwnCloud when OwnCloud, you know, disappeared. And yeah. uh, Datto took that over. And it's it's a it's a great client. You can stick a client on the server, and there's a server share right there. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's similar to Dropbox. It's more robust, and it's... My yeah. opinion, more robust than OneDrive. So we have a lot of our clients on that. But I wish OneDrive would finish going down the home stretch. I mean, they improved a lot in the past winter. We got a little more work to go. <laughs> Remember old SkyDrive? <laughs> when it first came out, that was pretty cool. And they used to have the um, remote access, too, with the Windows Live stuff, where that would proxy a remote desktop. That was out for, what, two years, and they pulled that away. I never used that one, but the SkyDrive used to connect to, uh, I think there was another product that it used a lot. Was it OneNote? Not OneNote. There was another product that used the SkyDrive, and I used to troubleshoot it all the time for clients. I just remember SkyDrive itself, and then the um, you know, the Windows Live Remote feature, which was pretty <laughs> cool. It was kind of like a primitive team viewer or, or go to my PC, if you will. Yeah. Log into your... Um, your Windows Live account, and, and you could remote into a computer at the office. It would proxy a remote desktop for you. How the good old days. With that, I was like, yes, Microsoft is, is going up there and trying to kick out log me in and stuff, but they pulled it back. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still married to Logman. Married. So uh, uh, there's one more thing I was going to ask you about with this. Uh, God, I just spaced off again. Not the Have one. you played Bit Titan yet? Oh, yeah. Migration Wiz? Yeah, Migration Wiz. You got it. Yeah, actually, I'm looking to get uh, one of their engineers on one of my shows. Um, awesome. Yeah, they're doing some that I want to talk about deployment uh, pro. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, but you know what? I have a lot going on. So I hired Rob, the, the guy on Technable Soho Tech. Yes. Yeah. Tech. Yeah. He's like my, uh, my, my PowerShell guy, migration manager. We haven't done a lot of work recently, but um, the summer's been a lull for me on that, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of like the, he, he just knows this backend stuff so awesome. And so he's been helping me for about a year, year and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, but he loves that migration whiz, boy. That's like his thing. He does the PowerShell with all the backend stuff and uses yeah. that. You pop the impersonation and you just watch your progress <laughs> bars all weekend. It's like this couch right here, you know. That's I'll right. Couch and just I'll go in and out doing my chores around the house, mow the lawn, hang out in the pool, go for a ride, and come back and you just check on progress bars. That's what's so nice about it. I know. Forklift a whole mail server up there over a weekend, and um, and there's things to learn with that. I mean, sometimes you definitely can't plan on it for just a weekend. There are some clients where their internet connection's pokey, and some people with those massive inboxes that never clean it and have you know items in their sent folder since 1997, and so you know you'll find that some my mailboxes are still migrating. Um, days into the week you know you kick it off on a friday and it's still going saturday sunday monday yeah Tuesday, if it's cloud to cloud it shouldn't matter right if it's like gmail to exchange or cloud to cloud shouldn't matter there but just what you'll find is it can um it can it can bog down their their outlook a little bit because you're kind of doubling the traffic the old server's uploading then it's got to pull pull down again into their new outlook so oh you know we've been doing We've been doing the whole Passover till the very end. Yeah. And at the very end, then we uh, go to the computers and I still manually set them up. See, mm-hmm. Brian, there's still just a part of me with my processes that I could never just be like, okay, there's your outlook. You're done. <laughs> no, I, me and Rob have a process where we do all the fine tuning and I trained him on that because I don't want any callbacks or, you know, the least amount of callbacks on migration day or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want to get interrupted. You want callbacks. It should be seamless to the end user. Yeah. Um, it's the expert level stuff. Hmm? I call it the expert level, you know, the VIP client, like, yeah. like when someone's like, well, our last guy messed it up. I'm like, well, because they didn't do the fine tuning after, which yeah, that's messing up to a client. They're, they're not done. Yeah, that's why I've worked on that. And Rob has done a really good job of. Uh, so if you ever need a, a helper on a big job, you should get him on there because uh, he'll step up. He's East Coast, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Coast uh, unite. <laughs> what? East Coast unite. Uh, I can't tell you being a Pacific Coaster now how much Pacific Coast people love when they find out you're on Pacific time. Yeah, that's I'm right. Sick. You're on the other side of the mountains there. Yeah, it's like this funny thing when they're like, oh, you're on Pacific time too? They get all giddy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like right here on your time zone. <laughs> but yeah. 
So yeah, we've been doing the the bit tie, the migration was I'm starting to incorporate some more products. You know, I'm getting a little nervous about too much, but I, I do see the future is um, there's for me anyway, with the marketing I do, the techs want to hire me to help coach or to with the migration. That's my future. I really don't see me getting into MSP level. I see me on the coaching side or, or me and Rob helping a, a tech get through one and learn it and we go on our way. Yeah. Which is a market for that. Thank God. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of a lot of techs are being forced into it and they, they haven't had the experience yet or they haven't done exchange servers. So it's gonna they're gonna feel swamped. I mean, we, we already see some posts on Technable there. You know, I got my first client asking me to take him to Office three sixty five, you know, what are the gotchas? Oh god. I look out for there's there's a handful of techs um, putting posts up for that and like you said, there's a market for that. So that'd be a good um, consulting gig for you to help well, out some Texans, help um, roadmap their migration and be there for bouncing ideas off of or just some handholding on it. Well, maybe I could put together a training thing. They could buy all the surveys I've done and buy all the documents. Mm -hmm. I've been writing that shit out now for a couple of years, Brian. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and other services um, that like you started talking about, you have your training videos to protect to sell to their clients. I think that would be a big one there. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of people out there that know the office 365 services. And, um, I don't even think a lot of techs know them out there. I mean, you heard me start to talk about like the mobile device manager. Did you know you have email encryption with your Biz Premium or your enterprise versions of Office 365 where you can send encrypted emails? That can also save clients 5 or $7 per user per mailbox per month. I don't even know that, Brian. That's another part of Office 365 that I don't need to know. See? Sure. <laughs> this is like such a huge thing. It's kind of like, it's like you're in one neighborhood and I'm in the other. Honestly, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But that's just it. Nobody knows about these. Get out there and, and train and sell and train. And I have clients asking us if we know SharePoint administrators to help them on building the team sites out there. Do you? Do you want? To, do you want not yet. How about I'm going to knock on your camera? Uh -huh. I got it. Yeah. I got the secret weapon, and you uh, will love this fella. Yeah. I, it took me over a year to find this guy. But I found him, and he is uh, vetted, credited, everything. Top, top-ranking guy, and he's he's on my payroll now. Yep. So I have a foundation yeah. client that wants to start utilizing their SharePoint site, the team site, and start integrating it with their board members and be able to share documents to external users. They can't figure it out. Yeah. I haven't had the time to sit down and really use SharePoint more than just a bucket for sharing files within the team. So um, when we get off of this, let's exchange an email and I'll have your person here. Um, I'll have them a good warm referral. Yeah. It's the thing is I need this fella to be like five more of him. Because unfortunately, this is probably to find a SharePoint expert. You know what these uh, experts out there want? Typical oh, yeah. big grand, hundred bucks a, uh, an hour. Yeah, they they yeah. want three thousand dollar projects, and they want to take their sweet time. 
And I'm like, do you know how much work I could give to a, a tech? So if anybody's out there listening and you know SharePoint and want a job, I have one for you. Full-time probably too. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the hour. And my clients, I think, would pay big money per, for an hourly tech just mm-hmm. to get a couple things done. That's all they want. They don't want a big, elaborate SharePoint farm, you know? No, they just want to get some hand-holding into how do I do some basic functionality. I want to share documents here. I want to share documents with external users, but securely share them. How do I do that? You know, because SharePoint's kind of that interface. It's a webby interface that you can do a lot of different things with. Mm-hmm. Use it for your own bucket storage. That's the simple way. Use it for sharing documents with external people. Now you're talking about a little bit more. It, yeah, because you had to have a pretty site too and all the permissions done. And, you know, Brian, back in my days with uh, Harris IT, I used to work there. Oh, my God, we had the most gorgeous SharePoint. Oh, internal, internal only. It was so gorgeous. We had two administrators for it. Yeah. And I was becoming one of the new admins on the front end, you know, my help desky stuff. It, it's really cool. But the new one is just outside of, I think, where if I took off a couple months, I could probably get really good at it, but I just can't risk yeah, that's it. it. That's it. You got to take all this time to immerse yourself in it to learn it. And it's one of those things, okay, I'll get to that in a couple of weeks. And I started saying that, what, two years ago? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I only have time, like, like if someone sends me a new product to check out, I'll go check it out. If I don't have it done in 15 minutes, next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I can't figure it out in 15 minutes, then to me, it's like I have to do it later. Yeah. I don't know. Hi, Brian. It's, what it's did a we? It's a market. It's a market. It's um, there's it a need for that. We got to fill well, it. We got to find a way to fill it. The SharePoint expert, I think, uh, like I said, if somebody wanted to start a business that did by the hour and didn't want project work, there's just enough work for everybody there with that. There's just so much. I think the biggest question is people are like, what do I do with it? I'm mm-hmm. paying for it. They don't even know. You know, I don't know. Like, well, it does a lot of stuff. <laughs> it does, but yeah, what do they do with it? How do they how do they start using it? Yeah. <laughs> does a lot of stuff that's gonna cost you money to learn. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I'm starting to get into some food co-ops. I'm getting the the word kind of trickling around, and these people want the whole experience. They want everything because they want mobile, so they can go to their farms. They want all this stuff, yeah. and they want it all just to work. So at that point, I'm like, it's going, Brian, beyond what I'm doing, which is the unknown territory of what could we do, you know? So these are all spread out people. They're not 10 people sitting in an office. No. That's really I work- Office 365 is that it's your it's your virtual office for a bunch of spread out people, you know, yeah. um, and that that's one of the things that this Office 365 can fill the need for. Years ago, we had a business that was all in, under the same roof, in the same room, the one business in the building. Yeah. Now you have businesses that are geographically spread out. There's there's branch offices, there's Soho workers, there's people that work from their summer cottage down on the coast mm-hmm. and. You have to be able to give them the, the feel that they're in the office. And that's where SharePoint and Dropbox, uh, Dropbox yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's where OneDrive and SharePoint can start filling in these holes here. 
You know, I think, Brian, that when I talked about uh, my couple shows, a few shows ago, I wish uh, Microsoft would buy Dropbox. So I started noticing my feed hits go down. <laughs> it was, I was so mad at OneDrive. <laughs> Dropbox. I didn't mean to say that. No. no, I'm all for Dropbox. But you know what? I mean, my end goal would be to get, for me to get off Dropbox if everything worked. Yeah. It's kind of like I can't pull the bandaid off yet because I don't trust it. Yeah. But even with this uh, harmony, I, I don't trust it yet, too, because I still have to spend the time on it. But the, the thing with these uh, people is what's coming up is everybody wants mobile. They want iPads, mm-hmm. tablets. They want everything to look the same. They want yeah. all the bling and, and blah and everything else. And the mobile is what's going to make us the money. Mm-hmm. That's when it's taking it off and putting it in the cloud. But yet, like those mailboxes and the, and the other things they want, it's it, it's a lot. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it I is. think I mentioned to you that we should actually do a, a, a how-to webinar and extra charge people, Brian. This is a little tester, but I mean, if we can get into it, it's, you know, there's no one out there training it. No, there isn't. There's a big gap. There's a big, big gap right here. There's a need. I'm, I hear the client screaming for it already. It's, I mean, and we're guilty of not filling that gap and we see it right there, but I can I can tell you our clients now, we've had them from local exchange servers. We've migrated them to Office 365. And now these there's these extra tools here. And it's like we're leaving a lot of meat on the bone. We're not, we're not finishing it. We're not saying, okay, OneDrive, let's get everyone on. I've got a couple of clients started on it, a couple of clients on the SharePoint. Uh, I need to start doing it with everyone. But it's mm-hmm. um, my, my bleeding hole is uh, SharePoint. Got to learn it. I know. Well, don't, you know what? You can't be an expert in everything. That's why let's, we'll figure out someone else to do it because I can't imagine knowing all this stuff. I know I actually have a lot of experts already, Brian, I use that. Mm-hmm. I offset a lot of work too, because there's only so much that you can handle. Yeah. And one thing otherwise, I found, implode or, otherwise you just implode or blow no. up or both at once. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think that uh, if you take a client proposal and here's me anyway. If I say, okay, five people, your exchange migration is going to be 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Then let's throw on the cost of the soft or the exchange in the office. So that's whatever price. Then let's throw on training. So shouldn't it be the, the, the product, the labor to get it migrated and training? But no one puts the training on. Yeah, that's training, true. Puts, no one wants to pay for it. And you just spent all this money. And all you know is what you knew before. Yeah. So I kind of like, I'd love to start saying to people, here's this, this, and this. It's all one. But people, I think techs like me are scared to say, it's going to be $2,500. Yeah. People are, I'm going to go find it cheap. I've been guilty of that in the past, and you end up paying <laughs> for it. Well, training is really important for these people to get the most out of it. But you're right. They don't want to pay for it. and. I don't know. So I'm going to test it with these videos. So what I did is I'm going to start selling them to each one of my clients, uh, every single client, every single job, no matter what. They say no, that's okay. But the migrations, see, I can get bigger volume of people. Yeah. You know, so I could say, you got 12 people, we'll do it for 30 bucks a person instead. You know, I could sell a mass amount. But I'm like, you just spent all this money. Don't, don't you want to learn it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really want to do a one hour webinar either, Brian. Um, you know, if you do a one hour webinar, that's like 600 bucks. That's what you're going to shoot for, for that. 
Something yeah, like well, that. If you're a trainer, oh God, yeah, you could get more. Yeah. Go look up professional uh, office, not office, uh, professional outlook trainers. Yeah. For groups, they're pretty expensive. Wow. One person, I think, is 169 an hour for this one lady's I saw. And I'm okay with that if I'm in your computer training you. Mm-hmm. Like, but she's just doing a webinar to hundreds of people for 169 a person. Can you oh. imagine that? So this runs this weekly. You just go sign up and people just go attend and they can't really participate and talk. They just have to watch. Yeah. I'd find myself going to Florida a few more times a year if I was doing that. Yeah, no kidding. You'd be just be teleporting. <laughs> All right, Brian, anything else for the show today? We did follow the notes. I'm looking here and we did. We just didn't do an order. Yeah, that's okay. No, I think we covered a lot of stuff, way more than I expected. And uh, I knew you'd have tons of information. Yeah, and then, you know, we could maybe pick up another show like the nuts and bolts of a migration, perhaps on doing a 50 or 100 user one with perhaps something like Bit Titan. I don't know. I think that was supposed to be our original uh, show was you're going to talk about your first migration. <laughs> and, and now, look, we just talked about... Just office. The future of sales and where where everything's going and where we can make money on it. Yeah, well, there's a lot to be done out there. And I think for people that want to learn, it's like finding the resources. That's what the hard part is. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. But I'm trying with my shows here, Brian. I've been, uh, I'm going to end the show here. I got Carl Palachuk coming on the next show. Carl, I think, is going to be talking about the MSP level of selling Office 365 and trying to get some of the break-fix text to start working with uh, the MSP model of that. Yeah. Because, you know, they're saying break-fix is dying. Well, yes and no. There's a lot of arguments back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be MSP, probably. I like my break-fix, but I'm also niched out. I'm doing something that's not in a store or typical, so I can't say, but... Um, I'm going to try to get some information out of him that, you know, can help the break fix techs who are struggling, who want to learn office and need, you know, he's got some plans and stuff that I want him to explain. So let's see what he does. But folks, uh, that I think will be the next show. Be okay. So you can watch that, but I'd love to have you on again, Brian. I'm sure we could go yeah, next time. Next time we can really drill down to the actual steps of the migration. No, Cause I imagine you want to run now. If, if not, I can talk about that some more. If you want to save it for another show. Well, the actual steps of a migration, let's do it. On another show. Cause okay. uh, the videos can get too long and they don't render good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. Okay. So why don't I uh, email you? We'll reschedule for the migration talk, and then uh, I'll, ch- I'll send you those videos too, so you can check those out. Yeah, you can take a glance at those, and that's definitely a market that we got to start pushing more. So I could probably find some find yeah. some candidates for your videos there. That'd be great. Yeah, if anybody listening wants to check out my videos, um, I'll put a link in the show so you can check them out. And eventually, once I get my affiliate plan up technicians can actually send it to their clients and make money without even knowing. I mean, it's going to be an affiliate code. You can put a newsletter, you can put mm-hmm. on your navigation bar for your website. And uh, like I said, I made the videos, so they're not branded for call that girl. Um, you would know it, but not the clients. Cause they're, you know, don't know my brand probably. Yeah. So I hope but that text can start saying, Oh, here, we just did a migration for you. Go check out these videos from this girl. We know. 
you know, <laughs> and I made the videos with a very like, I'm over your shoulder telling you stuff kind of feel. Mm. They're not like, you know, the, the lady reading from a voiceover recording. They're very like, and I even do my little oopsie. <laughs> I messed up or something. Nope. <laughs> I have to. Keep it real. Yeah. I, I just got so stressed out making these. Let me just tell you, it took a long time to to say, screw it. I'm just going to roll. And if I mess up, I mess up. You, know, you got to keep your keep your bottle and glass of wine just out of view of the camera. I think what bothered me was that I wanted to just get one done, and the first one took me the longest. Yeah. And then after I started getting the rhythm down, by the ninth one, I was like, God, let's just make a whole version for text only at this point. Yeah. Because the tech only version I want to make, Brian, is going to be intense, and it is not going to be fifty dollars. Um, if I go into troubleshooting outlook videos, those are going to be like a couple hundred bucks because okay. you're actually going to be able to learn how to fix the things I do. And it's, you know, some people are like, well, aren't you going to give away money? I'm like, no, some people don't want to hire me. They want to hire local. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with sharing my knowledge. I'm you know, it's all right with me, but there's a lot of ins and outs of outlook that a brick fix tech is going to get that you'll never see. You don't deal with iCloud, right? iCloud? No, no, no. no. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. No. I deal with that nightmare all the time. No, not even Google Apps. We're really exchange, <laughs> exchange, or exchange, or exchange. Whether it's local or, or hosted or 0365 super hosted flavor, it's really just that. Nice. Well, I love the Microsoft stuff. I try to keep other products in mind too, but it's, it's really what's been making me... Making me do well, I think, in business. It's it. I'm a yeah. fan. I'm a fan. You don't see Mitch, me bitch about Microsoft Online too much. Like some of the other techs do when there's a bad update. I'm like, come on, bring them on. For me, <laughs> they make me money. <laughs> I know, we're, all, we're all complaining about her, and it's, 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 it's revenue coming in. Jeez. Oh, anything that Microsoft does that breaks brings us money. Yeah, we actually don't. Um, we don't run into the bad updates much at all. We have our patch manager for our clients. You know, we wait till Thursdays. Yeah. And as you know, Microsoft's updates come out on Tuesdays, and yeah, um, we have our patcher push them out on Thursdays. So it's had a day to get pulled back, fixed, and re reshot out. Yeah, just the thought of me doing that gives me uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, but I already have to do the like. You know, I do notice on Wednesdays with the patch or with the releases that it's still, I get some weird calls mm-hmm. and then I try to watch what's trending. Yeah. Now, let me tell you that for me, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I've, well, they probably do know this. I've got all my browser windows open to all the things where I can go find stuff quickly. And I try to get out information just as quick if it's serious. You know, I'm in the community of sharing too, but it's sometimes hard to keep up with this. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, there's Windows updates, Outlook updates, this, everything crashes. And I'm like, sometimes it'll take me a couple of days to find out if something what happened with an update. Cause I can't keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one guy charged him for two hours. It was, uh, it was, he had other work though too. So it wasn't like I screwed him, but man, it was like two days later. I found out that was the update in uh, last November. Oh, the Outlook one. <laughs> the first one I had, that poor guy. But I said he had other issues too. I think he had some other third-party apps and stuff. But, man, I was so mad. 
And I was like, well, he kind of took the first one, but. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. We had a few clients ringing us up. My elbow keeps crashing, opening, closing, opening, closing. And yeah, it took a little bit till we saw everyone's posts on TechNibble. I think you were one of the first posters. Right about all within one hour, six people were posting. Finally, we know the problem. It was an Outlook update. Oh, yeah. I actually think there's a few other guys out there right now that are keeping their eye on that more than me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know if I should name their names or not, but, man, every time I go look, they're like, Johnny on the spot. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I do put it out there if I can. Yeah. That's a good community, though, that Bryce started there with Tech Nibble. It's, um, you know, it kind of fits the the user market or the forum members, you know, we're all pretty much in the same boat there. And it's rare to find that the, uh, the IT people that are breakfast slash um, small to medium business. Yeah. I'm going to put this show up in the, t- um, I think I'm not sure, but in the, one of the higher forums, I think sometimes the lower stuff doesn't, like, I know that, you know, you've been there a long time. I'm going to see if they'll, it'll get more hits putting up in the higher level. Mm-hmm. So, I know a lot of people really appreciate what you've done out there and you do, you do give a lot, Brian, you do. It's amazing. Sometimes I'm like, are you talking in your phone? Are you writing all that out? I type. I'm a very fast. Ah, Damn. I'm like, (laughs) I love it. They're like, Oh, ring, ring. Brian Mayo's coming in. (laughs) I love it. Cause I'm like, you got some guys out there that like poking you a little, (laughs) isn't it with, um, what is it? The B and I, yeah, I stopped that, but it was really good. I did that for quite a yeah. few years. Yeah, off topic. Brian is a big was a big BNI guy, and BNI is great for those that that do it. And I remember, like, there were some times where people uh, would be like, "Here comes the old stone cat," and I'd laugh, going, "Here he will come too." <laughs> Brian will stand up. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, give me a step ladder because this is a tall soapbox. I'm going to stand up on and preach, but yeah. yeah. Let- and I know a lot of it has to do with personality type and luck of the draw with, with what your local chapter is going to be like. But yeah, it was great. And you got to go out and be active and meet people and talk, talk, talk. And it's your opportunity. I, I got a lot of good luck. You know, you stand up and you're talking. You've seen me post this a lot, how to get the business out there. Yeah. I, I drive back and forth to work all the time or ride or whichever. As you're driving around, look for businesses. Gee, I'd love to have that business because most a lot of techs got to look around. You drive by that business. Oh, I wonder what other computer companies taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Or if you see a new business starting up, you know, coming soon, or you see a business um, moving into an old industrial building, re- resurfacing it, getting ready to move in, go in and find out. Yeah. Being away for me was standing up in in front of 20, 25, 30, or 40 people. They're all local business owners. I'd like to find out, you know, who's the manager of such and such? Who can I reach out to? This business right here. I'd like a warm intro. Mm-hmm. Answers are pretty good. You get a response. I mean, you're standing up in front of 20 to 40 other local business owners. Someone's bound to know them. Yeah, and plus, Officer 65, you'd be the only one in there. Yeah, market yourself for that. And if you're the expert and the local one doing that for for your business exactly. area, go get it. It was it was just a good way to 
open the doors for other business, knock on the business doors, get referrals, warm referrals is always good. Oh, it is. I mean, I did the old school networking. I mean, you've known me for, well, I don't know when you joined Technable. I joined in January, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I talked about back then was in-person networking events. I mean, it was big for me, but then I started just opening stores and moving too much and I was just too much. So I had to go to online. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a big difference, but I mean, that's a different business handshake too. Yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of those small, small towns want to know their people. Yep. It was good for that. I, I don't win a lot of big business, Brian. I, I get the little breaky fixy things. And I will get the big migration. But those uh, most often, those people have local techs. Yes, and they don't want to. I don't want to do that work anyway. So I actually try to say I'm a nice compliment to your tech company. Yeah, like, that, that's a way to look at it. Is get in there as an expert for a particular service because chances are, mm-hmm. if they have an existing IT company, they're a jack of all trades, master of none. They're there for the break fix of the desktops, adding a drive to the server, creating new user accounts. They may not be experts with those 365. That's what I was saying on my last show. You know who loves me? Lawyers. (laughs) Lawyers love me. Their techs do their stuff great. But when it comes to Outlook, they're not always so great at it. So. Yeah, and they live and die by their email. So I know. That's why I'm like, oh, your law firm, that'll be $500 today, thanks. And they buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I laugh because I just, you know, I mean, I, I treat all my clients the same, but it just seems like when I get those in, it's an easy sell. Yeah. Wish I could just market to them. That'd be so great. But then what fun would I have with iCloud? Oof. I'm <laughs> glad I never dove into that. I'm so glad I never dove into it. No, I did one today. <clears throat> and it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty decent. <laughs> and they finally got it working with Windows 10. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you earlier, Windows 10. So OneDrive and Windows 10 is uh, not OneDrive. I actually got SharePoint to work with uh, Windows 10 pretty nicely. Yep. It had its own SharePoint button on the left. You mentioned that earlier, right? Yeah, it'll appear yeah. as an object in your libraries. Yeah. So when you log into, when you open browser and log into SharePoint, there's a little button there to sync and that'll put a little yep. SharePoint object in your windows libraries on your left. That was what I was going to tell you was a highlight one day when I got my new windows 10 computer, I decided to try it. So I was like, brand new computer. What can I mess up? Right. And it worked. Yep. Yeah. Feature, so it has your direct access. So it's almost as good as a map drive. Almost. Well, that's what everybody computer. wants is that shortcut anyway. Yeah. That's they don't it. Care. So I'll check out the Harmon IE. Yeah, you know, I think you'll like it. And there is a referral plan too, Brian. So if you uh, test it, you can set up a reseller or affiliate. Okay. And I, you know what? I like the old days where you could click an affiliate link and earn money. I think this is different. I'm not sure, but you still earn off each sale. But anyway. I'll check it out. I'm a referral person, but uh, I'll have you click on my link before you go buy anything. No problem. Just in case. <laughs> if I earn three bucks, it's three bucks, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going to close up the show. Uh, if you want to yeah. find uh, Brian, Brian, why don't you give out, I mean, I don't know what people would want to call you for, Connecticut, uh, Dynamic Alliance, MS. Dynamic Alliance in Southeast <laughs> Connecticut, bmail at dynamic-alliance.com. I forgot to give you the, the, that in the beginning. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I'm still getting used to the video part. Um, yeah, you can email Brian. You can find him over at Technable, the old stone cat. He's fun to follow, and he uh, he puts a lot out there. And 
He's, he's like one of the fan favorites, like I was saying. Thanks much. Yeah, no Man, problem. I got to run upstairs. All right, I'm going to close the show, so hold on. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor, Rap River and Podbean, for hosting. If you have a story you'd like to share or want to be a guest on the show, please contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. And in the show notes this week, I will have my Outlook training videos. Thanks, folks. See you next time.